how's things your end after the weekend? Uh, it's, it's been good, man. Um, yeah. yeah, this week's been kind of, you know, a little bit on the, on the busy side, just like lining up for the next like month and a half, pretty much for the rest of the year with our, uh, scheduled, like release dates and content that we're supposed to get. It's just cause we're revamping our entire brand right now for the better, you know, like it's good right now, but it needs to be better and it can always be better. So I'm like, um, uh, talking to my marketing guy, talking to my content guy, okay. like what we can do to like really go in as premium of a direction as we can. Um, just, to, just to set up for like the next couple of years. So we have something like, you know, like when we do run ads, you know, is it gonna, like if we scale up, you know, to ads like five, three to $500 a day, sometimes a thousand dollars a day, like, is it truly going to convert because of our content or is it just fucking good pictures? You know, like we have, we have to go through a lot of marketing strategies to see if we, you know, we have a big goal in mind, you know, like, you know, we, yeah. So the rest of the year is really big for us because we're launching so many different products, like clothing side and jewelry side. So it's like two different, completely different, you know, like demographics, but then also like, because it's associated with our brand, it has to be one demographic. Yeah. So we have to, um, I mean, right now, like our data for our brand right now is fucking key. Like it's fire, bro. For our ads, like we've nailed down everything like to a T right. and now it's just like improving the marketing, you know? So, yeah, I guess uh, the, the best place for us to kind of start with this is maybe for you to give like a, a brief rundown of, of you, because I'm pretty sure the majority of people that will see this on my platform, um, we'll kind of know who you are or know who you are to, to, to like see, to look at. Um, but they might not know in, in depth, like you as a person or where you've come from or what it is that you kind what your, what you feel your role is in, I don't know, maybe the fitness industry, because like, I think you played a part in it for, for sure. Like without, without trying to touch on like Christian and Alpha League too much, I'm pretty sure that you'll be, um, okay with me saying that that's kind of where a lot of this kind of movement has come from is sure. yeah the fact that you guys over in Texas have kind of created this this movement like this yeah. this thing that's like people want you want each other to succeed you know so yeah. for me for me like following that and like seeing you do your your stuff and it's humbling but it's I don't, I don't even really know. Like, it's, it's such a good thing to see because a lot of the time when someone, when I feel I, I, I meet someone who has success in a given field, it's kind of like they just want to hold on to it. It's kind of like they don't want it to share that shit with anyone else because they're scared that they might take a piece of the pie. But with you guys over there, it feels like you, everybody wants everybody else to succeed. So I think a good place for us to, to kind of start with would be like, who, who are you? Like, where, what's your background? Yeah. Like, where yeah. are you from? Like, what made you want to move in the direction that you're currently moving? Okay. So before I start, I, I just want to say, you know, it's dope that you're having me on here. It's like really cool. And I appreciate it. Um, and I, I love to do these kinds of things. And, and the networking thing that we had in Miami was awesome just to meet people like you, genuine people in the industry who want the best for people or the industry as a whole. Um, and then I like to remind people like, 
yo, like every single one of us individuals, no matter how big or small our platforms are, we're just normal people. You know, like people get lost in the space of social media very, very often um, because of how this industry is. Social media as a whole, not just fitness, you know, like, and, you know, I came from an, a normal family, you know, like my parents were immigrants and, you know, essentially they came here with nothing and we helped build their company together from the ground up and everything. And um, I discovered fitness, like, uh, like we talked about Miami, you know, you named uh, certain subcategories as to why people fall into fitness. And one of the reasons I fell into fitness was because of a sport, which is golf. Um, and I remember our conversation like very clearly. Uh, I just, I was a skinny Asian kid, man. And I just wanted to work out, you know? And at the time, like uh, I had just got a girlfriend, which is my now wife. So that was 11 years ago. And I was just like, okay, you know, like, man, I got, I got to work out. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I got, I want to hit the ball farther too, you know? And so like my first show that I competed in was in 2012. Um, at the INBF Metropolitan Classic, I got second place. And um, no, actually, 2000, no, wow, uh, 2000, yeah, 2012, Muscle Mania. Wow, that was my first ever show, and I got second place as well. And uh, that was like fast forward a couple of years, and I was just like dabbling into it because I was always reading articles and finding my idols, back then idols on simplyshredded.com, muscular development um bodybuilding.com you, know, you idolize these people and um and i just continue to fall into fitness and ever since the day i started was the day i became consistent in these 11 years i've never fell off of being consistent from fitness because it's truly what i love man like working out every single day and that's how i built like what i built you know and then i started competing every single year uh sometimes two shows and you know <clears throat> Every year I would get second place, you know, <laughs> pretty shitty. Um, and then in 2015, hold on, hold on a minute. How many people were competing? <laughs> Cause if there was only two of you in the category. No, no, usually there's, there's been around like seven. Oh, um, yeah, so yeah and, and there was like, dude, there was a show I clearly remember in 2014, the INBF Classic, um, uh, they had so little competitors that they put all the weight classes of bodybuilding into one class. <laughs> so I was competing with people out, keep in mind, I was 140, you know, and I was competing with people who were like 170, 180, 210, yeah. 6'2. And, and I was like, shit, bro. Like, you know, like, fuck. And I got second place, you know, like, um, but every single year I just fell more and more in love with it. And in 2014 uh, or 2013 was like my really high bulking season was when I was really falling in love with the old school bodybuilding, Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, he did Tata Yamagishi. That's how I like really fell in love. Cause I was like, the Asians are coming in and then simply shredded came to be about. And I was like discovering like Cody Lewis, Cody Montgomery, um, Boston Lloyd. And then I fell in love with the YouTube game. Mm. Started finding people like Nick Wright, uh, Han, Han champion, um, Ice One Cube, you know, Frank Yang, Matt Ogus. And then in 2000, uh, yeah, 14, 2014, uh, I was 210 pounds. It was big ball. I was a, like a ball. And I was wearing this double XL bodybuilding.com hoodie, like bodybuilding.com hat, like thinking I was this bodybuilder. And I was just looking for a non-commercial gym. Wow. So I was, you know, Googling places around anywhere that said fitness or gym, I would go to. And 
one of them was CG Fitness. And I was like, okay, what's what's CG Fitness? You know, all right, cool. Let me go to this this gym. And it was like uh, 12 minutes from where I live. So I went to this gym and it's this 900 square foot, like like little storage garage space is what it looked like. And it was Christian's gym. And uh, I had no idea what he was doing, who he was, what he was doing. And all I remember was there was um, one rack of dumbbells that went up to 110 pounds. And he still has those dumbbells to today. 110 pounds, um, two benches, a squat rack, and a pulley, cable pulley station with a pull-up bar in the middle. And I was like, oh, dude, this is perfect. You know, and I started talking to him. I was like, okay, he's the owner, right? And I, I clearly remember, bro, I didn't even pay a day pass. And because um, he was so welcome and, and inviting. And at, at the time, he just started, you know, like CG Fitness. So it's fairly new. Um, and we just started talking and talking. All of a sudden, one day, I just saw him pull out a, a camera. And I was like, the heck? What is, this, what is this kid doing, you know? Because at that time, like, vlogging was very, like, unknown, you know? And it was very uncommon. And uh, it was at an era where if people had a camera, they seemed narcissistic or like, you know, kind of like full of themselves. I think was just, a lot of people do still have that uh, opinion of people when they pull out cameras. That like, is yeah. that narcissistic, look at me, yeah. look at me. Um, I, don't, I don't know whether that will ever go. It's a lot better. And to be fair, it's a lot better in the States than it is in the UK. You yeah. still hell of a lot in the UK but in the States I feel people have come to terms with the fact that you know it's not a narcissistic thing it's more of a message that I've got something to say and now I have right. a platform for me to be able to train right. but yeah, anyway, yeah carry, carry but, but yeah and so um I just got uh hey shh, my dog <laughs> so I, I just started um becoming more friends with him and then I remember there was one day he messaged me um about uh, working out again. I was like, yeah, of course, like, let me come down. And I didn't pay a day pass. Mm. You know, what? another day I didn't pay a day pass. So it was at that point where he was just so like, like, fascinated by like the people that were coming into his gym and he is new to him, you know, and then we just became friends, nothing of it. And I remember, dude, one day, like I was on Facebook, and he literally Facebook messaged me, I don't know if I can pull it back. Um, and he messaged me one day, he goes, Hey, bro, like, do you have time to go to lunch? Let's go to Chipotle. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, what, do you, what is it about? He goes, I, I really want to start this brand, but I don't want to put my name behind it. Mm. And I was like, what, like, what is it called? Like, what is it? He goes, Alpha Lee. And uh, I was like, dude, why don't you want to put your name behind it? You know, like, it's you, you know, because he was sponsored by Cellucor and then the beginning stages of Gymshark is when the loudmouth stringer all the time. Um, and I was like, why wouldn't you want to put your name behind it? And uh, it, that's literally the start of Alphalete. And uh, we started becoming friends. And, and then there's a period of time where I uh, started my, my, uh, my full-time job, my nine to five. So I went to his gym a lot less. And then that was like probably fast forward seven months later. He moved to his new space, um, to his first ever private gym slash split place. And uh, he messaged me, or I messaged him. I was like, hey, you know, how you been, yada, yada. And he's like, I started Alpha League. I was like, dude, so awesome, you know? And then we went to his gym. And uh, this was at like 9 p.m. And it was just me and him working out. We were hitting legs. And I was on the uh, leg extension machine, just sitting there talking to him. And then he was like, why don't you start YouTube? 
like you seem really, really into fitness and, and everything. Like you're, you're so like dedicated when you're working out. And I was like, why would I start YouTube? Why, why would I film myself? And then first, literally first, first question, why not? Yeah. And that's what literally changed my whole perception. Like, as I'm saying that, like getting chills down my spine, because it's such a, such a, uh, um, such an unraveling space like at that exact moment bro it was literally like pandora's box mm. so from there we started vlogging together like he gave me his sony rx 100 mark 3 like that was the camera he gave me to start vlogging he's like you can have this and i was like dude like what like that's awesome you know and so we i started vlogging more and more it was obviously in the beginning stage it was very awkward mm. and i just became more invested in it and at that time he was at like 200,000 subscribers probably on youtube and i didn't care about that like i I wasn't like oh let me get a bunch of clout like you know see what i can get from this guy it wasn't even like that it was just like dude this is cool like so awesome um and then one day when i first started my youtube channel he was like get five videos up and then i will blast you on my social media um, and I had five, video, five videos. It was just me working out and, and doing really shitty commentary and uh, awkward, um, 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 like every sentence. And he blasted me on social media. And at that time, like I had my notifications turned on. I, I, I like kid you not, I was at work and then my phone was just like, doo, 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 like ding, 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 ding. My notifications were going off, bro. And from five videos, from seven subscribers, to 2000 in one day i was like bro i i told like i was i was with my mom bro and i i told my mom i was because i worked with my mom and i was like i almost cried bro i was like dude this is unreal like this is so cool you know like i'm a kid you know keep in mind i am 20 something years old and i'm older than christian but at a, at heart i'm a kid you know and i was like whoa like this is crazy and everyone's like, oh, you, you know, this is awesome. Like yada, yada, like, and, um, it was just like, it, at that moment, bro, it was, it was life-changing. Mm-hmm. And I think I was like, this is something that I can do. You know, like I, I truly love this. Fast forward a couple of years, uh, 2016, Christian was like, we're going to the LA Fit Expo. And I was like, whoa, like going to an expo, like, this is so cool. You know, like I'm, of course I'm down. He was like, you know, I'll pay for your, your, um, I'll pay for your, like your, your food and stuff. And then I was like, okay, I'm cool. I'm down. And my parents at that time had a house in LA. So I was like, Oh, I can house everyone in my mom's house in LA. Let's do it. Let's go. The day before we left to LA fit expo or two days before we left, he surprised me with a picture and it was a picture of me on a banner. So Christian made a booth uh, um, I think a 20 by 20 booth and each corner, each place had each of us on there. And I still have that picture. It's, it's, it was me, Javon, Tim, Nikki, Christian, Derek. And bro, that was life changing for me. I was like, yo. And then we went to this expo and I didn't really think anything of it, bro. The app, the line was like, seven hours long it was literally thousands of people and that was my first exposure to true like face-to-face meeting with people from around the world and from the globe bro like dude i had never and i like the first handshake i ever done was like was from an asian dude 
And this was also another turning point in my life. When he told me, he, he was from LA and he told me, he shook my hand and he was like, I want you to know, bro, like you are probably the most inspirational Asian in the industry. There's not a lot of people doing this, especially Asians. There's less than three in the entire world, but there's no one in your demographic of space and your passion. And I was like, dude, all I'm doing is just recording videos and talking about what I do and showing my diet. Like, really? And then I thought about it. I'm like, you're right. There's, there's no Asians doing this. Everyone who is doing it, who is Asian has fallen off or moved to a different category. And uh, I signed autographs. I, I took pictures and every single like conversation that I had with thousands of people, it was literally like, is this for real? Like, is this a fallacy, bro? Like what? This is crazy. And, you know, for me, fast forward a couple of years later, you know, it's, it's been five years since like the start, you know, that feeling has never subsided, you know, and I still have people on a consistent basis who tell me like, yo, you're the most, like, you're holding it down for the Asians. Like, because I always tell people, like, if you imagine, uh, sometimes me and Christian talk about this, but if you imagine in the fitness space, there's not a clique of people or a circle of friends that has in the entire industry that has succeeded the way we have. No. Every single one of us has built our own individual brands for ourselves. Whereas most people, either they one, have all disbanded or two, are still doing the same thing and following the same person. And um, I think like we owe the world to Christian because without that one, we would never have the platform. And two, like we would never be able to have that mindset because entrepreneurship is not born, it's made, right? And being exposed to that constant kind of thing and saying like, damn, like he's younger than me and he's achieving this. Well, why can't I do it? Why can't, why can't I make my own legacy? Like, why can't I do my own thing? And um, that's, that's literally what we've all done, I think. And, you know, it is thanks to him. And um, my, my fitness thing, my fitness like career would not, would not have been the same, you know, like, of course, now people follow these certain people because of that specific individual, correct? But initially, they pulled that audience from them. And you were speaking in this beginning of this conversation, like you would say majority Christian in the beginning, and I absolutely agree. 100%. I would say 80% or 85% has was pulled from that demographic. And um, to be able to sustain that these years is definitely because of the individual itself. Yeah. And um, yeah, bro, it, it, it gives you a platform to, to push out your, your, your message, right? So as, as much as some people might take that in, in a negative way, and maybe be oh, people know me because of so-and-so or somebody else they might have you might have they may have, you might have been brought into their life because of someone else but the fact that you're still there and the fact that people still engage with you is a testament to you as a person your drive your ambition your passion whatever it is that you want to achieve out of this life comes down to you it's kind of like people talk a lot about it about the social media and about instagram and how um, people will do certain things to gain a certain amount of followings, 
which I am kind of in agreement and I, I kind of disagree with some of the some of the things that people do to kind of get that to get themselves out there. But you have to do something. And it's like when you come when you come back to the point of like, why would you not do YouTube? That's one of the like, or why would you not put yourself out there? That's one of the biggest factors that I felt has changed me massively as well. And that's why I feel like I resonate with you to a certain level is because I spent so many years of my life not so much unconfident with my own message, but more so I didn't want to be part of the whole social media realm because I saw all the negative shit that was going on. I saw all of the people who were getting haters. I saw all of, all of these people that were sucking up almost so, uh, social media fame and it changing them as a person. And I didn't want to be part of that. Right. But now my message is so strong and I have so much of a passion towards whatever it is that I want to achieve that I don't want to be part of this social media for that aspect. I want to be part of this social media because I want to be the person who is trying to better these platforms. Right. To get my message across and be true to myself and not get caught up with all this other hype. But at the same time, my message is so strong, I would be doing people a disjustice by not putting it out there. And I feel for people yeah. who are either sitting on the fence whether or not they feel like they want to do social media or want to do YouTube or whatever it is, you're going to fucking suck at it. You're going to be shit at it. Yeah, <laughs> like, to be honest, sure. how long did it take you? Like, I mean, this is a couple of things that I wanted to get onto anyway, but for you being in front of the camera and you obviously already mentioning how sometimes you would like arm um, and what, stutter and like misplaced words and whatnot, like that's disheartening in the first stages. Yeah, yeah, dude, it is. is, but it, but you have to do that shit. It's kind of like when 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 I first uh, went into a gym to start training, I felt out of place. I didn't want to fucking be there. I thought yeah. everyone was looking at me and thinking, "Oh, who's this skinny little dude like trying to?" Yeah. Wait, you know? But I pursued in it. I was consistent with it, and now it's a point where I don't. It doesn't even. I don't even batter an eyelid. And it's the same when people try to become good at something. And then within the first kind of month, they suck and they're like, ah, oh, uh, you know what, I can't be, I can't be bothered anymore. So yeah. what are some of the things that you kind of put into place to be able to, I don't know, give yourself more confidence in front of the camera? Um, and yeah, just kind of like better yourself in that craft. If there, if there is any tips that you could give anyone who is, who is maybe sitting on the fence, who's maybe listening to this, wanting to wanting to pursue a YouTube video or whatever it is, an Instagram post or an Instagram story or whatever, like what are some of the things that you, what are some of the advice that you would give them? I think anything in life that you do, no matter what it is or what industry it is, it, everything's going to take grit. Just like you mentioned, you know, the first time you do anything, you're going to suck at it, right? But it takes true persistence to really move past that one beginning stage and kind of like, go on and be better and better and better at it, right? It's just like working out. I think I relate work ethic in the gym to every else, everything else in the life, in life. If you're super consistent, like I've been consistent for 11 years. I've done seven shows and I've taken that into something like my business, right? But I think that people are, they lose passion in certain things um, because it gets hard in the beginning because it's not what they want to do. Right. And they're kind of forcing themselves to do it because of like, 
they're used to the fact that social media gives them instant gratification. Like when you post a picture, when you post an Instagram story, you automatically get views, you automatically get swipe ups or likes or comments. Like, and that's like, it gives them a feeling of like satisfaction, but like people are so lost in the space now that take away social media. If, if it never came to be about like Instagram, for instance, like the most probably primary example, they, they would have to learn like what it truly means to actually be quote unquote, like prosperous in their business. Like it takes so long, bro. So much trial and errors, but like if someone it's so easy on Instagram, like if you don't like a picture or it doesn't get as many engagements as you like, you just delete the picture. You can't do that in life. You just have to just say like, screw it. Let me move on or screw it. Let me know what I can do better in that aspect as opposed to just like applying the delete a picture method to your everyday life. It doesn't work like that. You know, like, dude, like I started my business, my personal brand outside of fitness, not using any of my friends from my social circle to build my brand. And let me tell you, bro, it's 10 times more rewarding, but it's a hundred times harder. I could easily use Christian Guzman, who is the number one fitness icon right now of our generation, and promote my brand 10 times but would i just 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 take a step back on that do you think that he actually realizes or he doesn't doesn't. no he doesn't because he is such a good person yeah and that's why i think like one he's the most successful fitness icon to ever touch the planet and i can argue 10 points as to why that is the way it is and then also like he came from a great family his family has such amazing morals that it, he doesn't let that get to him because his parents are always there to keep him grounded. If you look at it, like Christian Guzman as a whole, any brand that he ever touches turns to gold, mm-hmm. right? And I told myself and, and my marketing guide, my advisors asked me the same things. Like, okay, like, why don't you ask Christian to help you promote? Well, I'm like, do I want that instant gratification or do I want the grit and the hard work and satisfaction of me building this shit from the ground up. Do I want that? Or do I want to feel like people are supporting the brand because they support Christian? Yeah. I told myself, no, I want to do this myself. I, I want to build it for myself. And yes, Christian has done shoots for us because like, you know, in the beginning I didn't know who to shoot or he's a friend. He's always there. He's always saying yes. But then I learned as I got older, I can do this myself. I've already depended on him enough. He's already done beyond the moon for me. He's gone above the stars for me. And that's why like we've done so much for Alpha Lead as a whole as well. You know, like it's, it's, that's what friends, true friends do, you know, like, but sometimes like as a man and as an individual, you need to step away. You need to find a time period where you really just like step away and not climb the ladder of someone else. You really have to just completely build something by yourself. And bro, it was hard, man. Like it's still hard to this day. You know, like I, I learned so much, but dude, uh, Camilo, who is a one-on nutrition athlete, he was here yesterday. We were literally in my living room, just talking for three hours. And I drove him home. We sat in the car for another hour to talk. And we were talking about this specific situation where like, when you build a brand like this, that is completely out of your, your comfort zone. That's what we always talk about, you know, comfort zone. When you build something completely out of your comfort zone, 
it's much harder, but you, but everything in life is one concept. It's such an, it's simple concept, but simple doesn't mean easy. You know, we take the simple concept of work ethic from the gym and the consistency that we've done to like do the shows, do the diets, do the reverse diets, do the bulks and, and back show again. Like we have to take that specific concept of work ethic and apply it to our business yeah. and understand that, yo, I've been working out for 11 years. Like this didn't come overnight, you know, like I'm not the biggest individual. I'm not the strongest individual, but like I've achieved what I've achieved thanks to myself, right? Nobody gave me the physique I wanted. I gave it to myself. So in a business standpoint, you got to do the same thing, you know? Um, I, feel, I feel a lot of people get lost because for one, we live in an era where instant gratification because of social media is right there in their faces. Yeah. And two, they don't see, they don't see the wood throughout through the trees they, they're kind of looking at what, what it's going to take for them to be either become a social media icon or whatever it's what it's going to take for them to achieve the physique of their of their dreams or what it's going to take for them to achieve or excel in business yeah. but they don't see the two main aspects and i talk about this so many times and i i'll keep talking about it until until it just it is beaten into people if you can if you can adopt consistency and patience in whatever you do you will achieve it you will achieve whatever you want because the consistency is where like you say the grit comes from the hard work even yep. if you don't see anything happening it's like within the first two years of someone starting out to to transform their body like the first two years, you're not going to see much. There's going to be times where you go into the gym and you feel like shit. There's going to be times when you go off track on your nutrition. But yeah. if you just stick with it, then you will succeed in it. But Bro, look at my wallpaper. Look at my, look at my lock screen on my phone. Boom. What the heck? And that, is, that, that, is, that wasn't staged, right? Let's just no, it's been like this for like weeks. Shit. It's, it's so true. Prosperity. Yeah, it's so true. Though. But if you yeah. if you can not only just come to terms with the fact that you're going to do something for a long, long time, and you're not going to feel like you are moving forward, it's going to feel sometimes like you're standing still. It's going to feel sometimes like all you want to do is just give up. If you can just stick with it and have the consistency to stick with it, but not only that, have the patience to be able to withstand the times where you feel like nothing is happening. If you can adopt those two things, then you will succeed in whatever it is that you want to do. I had a conversation with someone maybe yesterday, and I, ju I literally just said, you know, um, uh, the dude who came up with um, the theory of evolution? Yeah, Darwin. Yeah, Darwin, right? Darwin. Not yeah. a lot of people know that he spent 10 years of his life studying sea barnacles. Like 10 Yeah, years. yeah, I remember that. He was out in sea yeah. fucking sea barnacles. Nobody knows that shit about him unless people are actually interested in how he became who he became. Yeah. But you're talking about one of the most influential people in the history of the fucking entire world. Yeah, we still talk about it today. And he like, spent 10 years. Yeah. You name me one person now, majority of people nowadays who are on social media who would post something on their feed every single day for 10 years without even a single like. Like, who would do that? Nobody. People would just give up. They'd be like, well, no, 
no, you know, like I, I can't be asked with it, or I'm I'm not seeing any progress with it. Yeah. Would you go to the gym? Like because now for me, I would go to the gym day in, day out, and I would train exactly the way the, the way that I train now. If I knew that there wasn't any going to be any progression, and I say that with hand on heart, if I knew that my body wasn't going to progress for the next ten years. I would still go to the gym and I would still train exactly the same way I do now because I fucking love it. I have yeah, a fire it. It's so fucking hard inside of me. Yeah. That, and people, do, people don't see this. That, that's not just given to me. I wasn't this person for my whole life. You aren't, you aren't the way, way that you are for your, for your entire life. You have to fucking go through the shit. You have to go through the grit. Yeah, I don't give a fuck anymore because you love it so much. I came up with a uh, business model, uh, an acronym for a business model that will succeed, that applies to every concept. It's called the DSE uh, model, Discovery, Saturation, Execution. Shit. And, and I, I was thinking about it. I was like, uh, in my closet, right, I have an inventory of over $20,000 worth of jewelry of mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is discovery. Yeah. That is discovery. Yep. And I, I tell people like, none of these are mistakes. These are all learning curves. I think people don't understand like what you talk about is probably truer than any statement ever. Like if there's no, if you, for a fact, that you feel like there's no improvement to anything that you do, everyone would stop because exactly. instant gratification is so vital now in today's society. But the DSE model, bro, I'm going to do a TED Talks one day. That's like my, my, my goal, bro. I'm going to introduce the DSE model to the world and understand like, yo, this, this is like how you build a successful business or a prosper, prosperous business. I don't really like to say successful because that's like a stopping point. Mm -hmm. But DSE. It's yeah. so true, though. It's so yeah. true. And it's the, the, here's the thing, though. This is this is the, this is my why. This is the reason why I am doing this now. This is the reason why I put out my posts on social media. This is why I have a message that I want to get across more than anything. Because not a lot of people talk about it. Not a lot of people portray this image. And even for someone for someone like yourself who is seeing incredible amounts of traction towards you as a human being you it's so humbling to know that that people like you and there's others out there as well that are just so grounded on their thought processes towards achieving something or towards becoming a better person a, a businessman whether it's a relationship where it's a better person a better person is the key of course most people most people will hit a pinnacle not the pinnacle that they want to reach, but they'll hit a pinnacle in their life and they continue, continue like increasing there because of, of, of fast success. They become this person, this, this fallacy of a person that they once despised. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And I know a lot of people like that. And I've cut those people out of my life, mm. but I see it so much now. Like literally since I've gotten married in the past year, I have, I think I told you that, like, I've probably grown up more in these eight months than I have in my entire life. Yeah. And I've learned to see things from a third eye perspective. And that is truly how you kind of 
separate yourselves from each individual because most people see it only from an eye to eye perspective, like me and you, they don't see it from that third person perspective where, where that is the most important perspective, like who's wrong, who's right, like who needs to do what and, and everything, you know, because you're so biased in your decision when every single person has like, I know maybe this is my, me like as a whole, but like when I set myself, when I tell myself something, or when I do something, I always say that I'm right. That's why me and my wife, like we bicker, but we don't argue. We just bicker. And we just like, there's that, that one term is like, uh, um, we're not arguing. We're just trying to see who's right. That's like facts, you know? And, but now like I've, you know, to make a relationship work, a relationship is almost like a business too. Like discovery, saturation, execution, like everything as well. You know, like you have to see things from a third eye perspective. And what you said about becoming a better person is everything because so many people, money doesn't change people. It just reveals who they truly were, you know, and fast success is cockiness and slow success is humbleness. And that's why I think like, I respect like high individuals because I, you know, I, I learned to, I don't, I don't even, a person's like, uh, respect for me is not all is never about the dollar figure it's always just about like what they've done in their lives and how they've done it and and how they are as a person you know and how they are as a person obviously is 10 times more important than like what they've done in life but all correlated definitely and like i tell people like i believe heavily in karma you know if you're a good person everything will work out for you as long as you're working for it. If you're a bad person and you're working for it, everything will fall. Of one you might get that quick, that quick fix. You might like get that quick success. It's kind of it's kind of exactly the same as I could be or anybody could be a, a female in the fitness industry nowadays and gain massive amounts of traction just by putting their booty out on, on Instagram. But what what do you what do you want to be like? What do you want to be remembered for? Do I want to be remembered for the person? Because let's be honest, I could probably do it. You could probably do it. You could probably put out booty booty pictures. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you get the wrong idea. Like, lose some. <laughs> like, guaranteed you'd lose some. But you definitely gain some traction somewhere down the line. But what is it you want to be remembered for? Do you want to be remembered for the person that just sold themselves out? Do you want to be remembered for the person that was just getting their body out or doing whatever it is just to gain that instant gratification? Or do you want yeah. to be remembered for the person that had so much passion towards sending out a message that it doesn't matter how, how long it takes to do it? You just go after it and you keep going after it and keep going after it. Because I, I think that's where a lot of people, a lot of people just go wrong. And they see, and it's, do you know what? It, it, it's, not, it's not necessarily, the individual's fault it's not the people's fault who want this it's always the person's fault what do you mean well it is to an extent <laughs> yeah but to an extent it's more so that there are the people need to know there are these people in life there's people in business that just want your fucking money there's people yeah. in there's people in the fitness industry there's coaches in the fitness industry that couldn't give a fuck if you lose weight or not they couldn't give a fuck if you achieve your goals or not because they just want your fucking money they, these people exist in life. Yeah, I know a lot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot, bro. People that strive to either become social media famous or whatever you want to call it, I think they've, their eyes are so focused on the people 
who are putting themselves in front of them for a reason. They're bullshitting them. They're, they're sending them like down a rabbit hole that's not fucking real life. And it will all, it, like ultimately it will always end in you hating the decisions that you make. Like no, there's no, there's nobody on the planet. Like social media has only been booming for what? Maybe like 10 years, if that, right? Less than that. Yeah, less than that. But yeah. there's no one on this planet that will lie on their fucking deathbed and not regret putting out fucking booty, booty images. There's no one on this planet that will lie on their deathbed and be like, that was my why. That is my meaning for my fucking success. That is the meaning for my whole entire life is just to gain a fucking like on social media because I put my fucking ass out on social media. Nobody, nobody's going to do that. I, I always like the things that you're truly passionate about that will fucking eat you alive if you don't chase after them. And yeah, the, things, the things that you're truly passionate about will always, always be about trying to connect with people on a, on a different fucking level and try and give them something, give them some form of happiness, give them some form of fucking hope. Like that's yeah, like, single one of, in, in, in each and every one of us. So it's me, I'm, I want to put across a message that you need to go after that shit. Yeah. So as much as you're saying, as much as I agree with what you're saying, and I believe what TI always says, I believe in a clear conscience and a pure heart, correct? Mm -hmm. Two things, not everyone has the intention of bringing value to other people's lives because some people just, they're fucking lost in themselves, right? So they don't, they don't understand like what their purpose even truly is, you know? Some people just like start social media just to start social media. There's no true meaning one to their lives because there's only a few influential, truly influential people of each generation or time period or like in that specific family. There's only each, there's only a certain number of individuals that are met, destined to do that. You know, like there's not a lot of people who truly are passionate about anything that they do. And that's why those are the people who are gonna be, you know, not struggling their whole lives, but just getting by. You know, like if they can make a thousand here, they'll do it. If they make it 5,000 here, they'll do it. You know, but those aren't the people, those are the people who are always going to be like doing something for money. Those aren't going to be the people who are like, I don't give a fuck about money anymore. I've done what I've done and I've done what I needed to do. And I'm just watching it bloom like a flower. I've, I planted all the seeds I needed to plant. And that's like, I think where you and I lie, it's like, we're truly passionate in what we want to do. And we're not really consumed by the instant gratification. And as much as it's good to make money here and there because that's people's initial fire for everything, to be honest, right? Mm. Like we talk about, bro, not everyone's destined for that. Mm. There's two people in this world, I think. There's, there's a must-be-nice mentality where everyone's always like, that specific individual is like, they'll look at a specific person and be like, must be nice, he has a Ferrari. But they don't understand, like you talk about, like Charles Darwin, they don't understand, like he took 10 years of fucking studying sea barnacles or that specific person who has a Ferrari um, who spent 25 years of his life not doing anything, just saving, 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 and investing back into his business and seeing it flourish, like Manny Koshman, one of the biggest YouTubers now. That's literally his purpose as to why he blew up on YouTube, because he wasn't an instant gratification kind of person. But when he came out and revealed himself on social media, he daily drove a Rose Royce Phantom. He had like four Bugattis. He has like over $50 million in cars. Mm. 
And everyone on that side of the spectrum is always like, must be nice. And then you have those individuals who are like, how do I do that? Let me do that. If he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And those are the people who are truly, truly, truly on this, I feel like will really be self-fulfilled. You know, and, and those are the people who are like, yes, you know, at times they're going to be insecure in their dark holes. And because that's how entrepreneurship or like owning a business is truly about. There's, it's always ups and downs, like more, more valleys than peaks. But those peaks are fucking shooting through the sky when you have those peaks. And, and let me just ask you a question on that, because I had a conversation with someone actually, funny enough, when we were in, um, uh, in, in Miami yeah. at, uh, at the house. And um, I asked, I asked, I, I posed a question that, do you feel like if you had more hard times that you would be more successful in where you are now? If you had more times, like I don't know too much about you as an individual. I know you to, to speak to, and I know you on a friendship level now, I hope, but I don't know, I don't know your background. I don't know your men mental state. I don't know whether or not you've been through times in your life that have been incredibly hard and incredibly dark. But even if you have, to whatever extent those dark times are, I'm a massive believer of when you go through those times, you're going to be pushed into something that is completely another level. It's almost like you imagine it like a level in a computer game. You go through the hardest parts to then achieve more. So for me, when I, when I speak to people or ask people that question, like, do you feel like you want, you not so much want it, but if those times that you were going through were hard, do you wish that they were a little bit harder? Um, yes and no. Uh, so I've been through like two hard times in my life. One was when I was uh, a child, like a child. Um, I could remember when my parents couldn't even afford daycare for us. Like we would be going to work with them. My dad had three jobs. This was before they built what they built. And, you know, we were in the garage. Like one of the first businesses that my parents started was, uh, spices, selling spices imported from India. And, um, we would, my brother and I, in our, like right after school, we would, you know, we wouldn't see our parents till like 10 p.m., but, you know, we would be in the garage after school and we would be packing and weighing out black pepper, white pepper, cayenne pepper, um, paprika, like in bags for our parents that when they came home, it was ready. So our eyes were burning, bro. Like when I, dude, I was doing this when I was a kid, you know, like I had a great childhood because of those situations. My parents truly valued like, you know, what we did as a whole um, with them because they are in a position they are in because of grit, like never taking no for an answer. And that was like one of the dark times of our lives because, you know, we didn't have any money, bro. Like we were, we literally scavenged, like in combination, like my parent, my dad and my mom together, they had five jobs. And then my second time was when my parents shunned me um, for leaving, uh, working with them um, to pursue my full-time fitness career because eventually my fitness actually surpassed um, my actual nine-to-five job yeah. and I took a massive pay cut like I was driving um, a 911 Porsche like a 2014 911 Carrera and I left I, I sold that car to a friend of mine um, and I, I left my parents company to pursue a, uh, a sales job selling energy um, in a deregulated market 
um, for commission only. And I knew at that time that I was so passionate about fitness and I was on the upbringing with it that I knew that that would bring me to new heights and I was patient with it. And um, so my parents shunned me and I was literally like a very depressing time because I wouldn't say depressing because I was never depressed. I don't like to say depressed, uh, but that was a very hard time for me because like, I love my parents, bro. Like everything I do is for them. Yeah. You know, like everything I do is to make them proud. Like I went to school for them. And then when I graduated, they're like, why the hell did you get a diploma? You know, I was like, I did this for you. Um, but um, it was, it was a hard time for me because we argued all the time. Um, and we didn't have the same relationship we did because they didn't believe initially in, in my vision. They're like, you're going to go work out and record YouTube videos. Like how the hell are you going to make videos off money off that? Mm. And then my first sponsor was paying me 2,500 a month, my PE sign sponsor. And then they were like, okay, this could be somewhere else. Um, that was my two dark times and, and really the light that I really truly saw that really changed my life for the better was that my parents and I relationship had got better. Yeah. They, and this was a key moment. They moved to their brand new house in the house that they're living in now. And they hired a graffiti artist from the street um, to paint a mural of me in their house. Because I have that picture on my Instagram. Oh, you need to send me that so I can put it on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, they, they were, um, and that was their, their way Chinese parents don't say sorry. They don't show emotion. They don't hug or kiss like Hispanic families, like my wife's family. Yeah. That was their way of apologizing to me. And I think at that moment in time, like, bro, I, I sat there. I literally sat at the mural, like when they surprised me, like for an hour. And I literally just backtracked everything that I did and why I made, like, dude, I'm almost like crying out. Cause like that moment in time was like such a valuable moment for me because like it, I didn't even need words. And I understand like my parents, dude, I was like hella fortunate when I was 16 and my parents started becoming successful in what they were doing or doing well, they bought me a Mercedes when I was 16 years old. Like I, I cannot sit here and complain and say, I came from a shitty family or a shitty background or like, or anything like that. I'm dude, I'm hella fortunate, bro. But some people will just like be comfortable with that. I'm like, no, how do I surpass them? How do I make them proud? How do I, you know, when they turn like 65 years old or 60 years old, how do I take care of them for the rest of their lives and make them make sure they don't have to stress about money every week? And that's why I do what I do, man. Like, that's why I've, and I understand like the foundation of fitness will not last forever. You know, like this in my career, I feel like it will die in a couple of years, you know, like, but that's why I'm investing in what I need to invest in now and the right people and surround myself with the right people to make sure that doesn't happen. But here we go. Dude, that's fucking insane. Yeah, so this is like uh, the Hollywood. So the Hollywood sign is Hong Fit. So they have like the like the lights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereabouts is that in their house? Yeah, in their house in their theater room. Shit. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Who is the? Uh, do you know who the graffiti artist was? Um, I would have to ask my parents. It was. Uh, they they're the ones painting all the ones from downtown. Yeah. So my parents like literally went to the street to find him. Like uh, they were like painting buildings all over downtown, but they didn't have business cards. So she, they had to like ask around who did this. And he surprised me, they surprised me with that. And bro, like, like shit, man. Like that was such an emotional time. And I, and then I realized like, dude, like at the end of the day, man, social media doesn't fucking matter. 
like I, I was so at a time, and this is not a bad thing because in the beginning you kind of have to do this, but I was so engulfed in social media that everywhere I went, I had to document every single moment of my life. Yeah. And it got to a point where I was just like so consumed by it. And that's why I say like this year, I've really done a lot of growing up is because like, I don't need to validate myself or to my followers that I'm doing what I'm doing. That just because like something's not shown on social media doesn't mean it didn't happen. No. You know, some moments you just need to just like soak in, soak in the actual valuable moment and not have to record everything on social media, you know, as, as great as it is and as great as it is to have tens of thousands of people follow me to like be curious about my life. Like we, as much as, my life is on social media. I still need to keep a large part of it private. Of course. I, I, I preach that so much. So I, love, I, I was lost in that. Yeah. And, and it like. It can bring trouble on a lot. a lot, a lot of trouble for a lot of people that couldn't deal with it. Absolutely. Like, there's a lot of shit out there. There's a lot of people that will just hate on you just for the fact of hating. <laughs> And like people, like I can, I'm cool with it. Like I'll, I'll, I'll even say, well, give me more of that shit now. Yeah. But there was a time in my life where I, it affected me massively. It kind of affected oh, me. Massively. Yeah. So for me, I'm kind of, I, I very much keep, I keep as much of my private life private as possible with um, the same intent to try and just give people a slight in looking into what it is that I'm doing on a day to day basis. You know. Right. Majority of the time is bullshit anyway. Majority yeah. of the time is bullshit or training, basically. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's just, man. And I talk about this all the time uh, to Christian. I don't think he understands what we've done for YouTube. No. We've truly, we've truly changed the way fitness is portrayed on YouTube. It's mad. We've just take a minute just to let that shit because you've probably spoken about it before right and you've probably had those thoughts before but just to take a minute just to let that shit really fucking soak in that there is nobody else on the fucking planet in the fucking world in the history of the fucking world that has created a fucking movement like you guys have created it's pretty like, cool. nobody. there's no think about it you know it's just but there is nobody like when you look when you look at that sort of shit like that, it's you get so engulfed. I think a lot of people get so engulfed in what it is that they're trying to do, and everyone's guilty of it. Everyone's guilty of not taking a step back and not seeing it from an outsider's perspective. And I think I even mentioned this to you when we spoke um, a few days ago about how you can be doing whatever it is that you're doing. Like we can be sitting here chatting now. You're in Texas. I'm in Miami. We can just be chatting. But when this goes when this goes out or when you do a story or when you do a YouTube video and you put that shit out, there's somebody out there in the world that you've never fucking met that probably will never comment on your shit. They'll, they'll very rarely like your shit, but you have changed their fucking direction in their life. Mm -hmm. And that for me is more powerful than anything. That to me is more powerful than being a sponsored athlete that that means more to me than that and that's the reason why i now will try my hardest to put out the message as much as i can be truthful to myself because people will i don't think people appreciate that and i don't even think yeah. you you appreciate that to an extent because we never met up to this weekend we'd never met like you'd never followed me uh, up until this weekend but i'd known you i'd known a bit about you 
But for me, it's kind, it's kind of like, that's why I want to do it so many times because that is what gives me, like, I think I even said to you as well, I think I did 100% mention to you, like if you had like your, your jewelry brand that you have now and your apparel brand that you have now and you sold X amount of it to equate to X amount of fucking income for you. Let's say for instance, you, sold, you had someone come to you and put in a massive order, which was up to like a million dollars worth of your fucking uh, jewelry. Like we weigh that up until up to the guy that came up to you in the expo and said to you that you changed their fucking life. Like they both will have meaning to you. They both will spark something inside of you. But yeah. well, I can hand on heart say that this will mean more. When someone says to me that they've, I've changed the direction of their fucking life. Right. It's more than me, more than me, than anything. And I, I honestly yeah. say that with fucking passion and fucking content because it's true. And that's why I think we connect on, on, on a specific level and why there's a lot of other people out there now that are trying to, trying to, uh, trying to portray that same, that same message. Because it's mental. When you, think, when you actually take a step back, there's nobody in the history of fucking the world that is doing what you guys are doing. Nobody. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like I remember back in the day when we came into the game, fitness was all about just showing up on YouTube and showing like your recipes and working out and you had to portray this like figment of a character that you know every single person in fitness is perfect that all we do is that and then there was one day where we went out and we showed what we did at the club mm. we, we got bottle service and we drank and we're like dude like why the fuck not because in the beginning we we're like dude don't show it don't show it don't show it like why would you show it now we're just like who cares Bro, at that moment in time, like that was so unknown in the fitness space. Mm. And there's still a lot of people who still do that, who still hold this, this, this character that they're just like this mystery. And then when you see them in person, they're like a drug head yeah. or a pill popper, you know, like, dude, just who cares? Every person is not perfect. I mean, what, what is the definition of perfect? There's no such thing as perfect. You know, like we're so like, I don't know, we're, I just like that fun, you know, like we do social media for different reasons. A lot of people do it just for like, they're so insecure about themselves. So the likes kind of like have a, a numbness feeling to it, kind of like alcoholics and stuff like that. But like, we're so, some people are just so numb to it. And then some people just want to actually, like you say, change people's lives, bro. Like feelings of people coming up to me, even at the gym mm -hmm. and telling me, Hey, I came from, Omaha, Nebraska to drive down just to work out here and to meet you guys because XXX happened in my life and seeing you guys' video or finding your page on the Instagram Explore page and then now like finally meeting you because I've watched all your videos, like it really changed my perspective on life, bro. Like that right there, fuck, it's mind blowing. That's Every single time it happens, I like get a chill. Like I don't even say like, yo, take a selfie with me. I'm not even like that. I'm just like, let's just have an actual conversation so you feel like who you're following is actually who they're portraying to be yep. instead of this negative person or like this this like conservative anti-social person who like brings a character on every single time they film a camera or have a camera yep. you know like i'm both ways you know like i can portray a character on youtube if you want me to be or i'm just like daniel hong i think know? Then I think a lot of people say a lot of people will talk about like people being 
different on camera than what they are in real life. I think to an extent you have to be. I think to an extent, if you don't have, if you have any amount of drive and ambition in you, for you just to sit there in front of a camera and to be like, today I ate chicken rice. Yeah. Brain legs. Like no one's gonna fucking want that. Well, I mean, that's why your personality is so important. You know, you have to mix your creativity plays yeah. a factor in that as well. So if you can incorporate your energy and bring that out in the camera, it's not necessarily that that's not you. It's just an enhanced version of you. Yeah, I just I just relate it to when people ask me like you know about YouTube and stuff. I just relate it to like just imagine you're having conversations with your fucking childhood best friend. And he's coming over after school to have a bowl of cereal and play Xbox. Yeah. Just imagine that conversation with your, with you and your camera. Exactly. How you engage with the camera? Just act like he's your best friend. That's it. Like super simple. Like how we're talking now, dude. That's how I talk on camera. Exactly. And I think it's so important that people just need to understand. Like this is just a phase. This is a fad. It's a long fad. It's a very very long fad. But at the end of the day, when it all fades and you're on your deathbed or when you're old and you have grandkids and stuff like that, do, are you going to tell them like, yo, I had uh, 2 million followers or are you really going to tell them, yo, we built this and we helped change individuals' lives. And now that I'm 80 years old on my deathbed, there's someone who met me through my YouTube channel that is 25 years younger than me. He's coming to visit me today at the hospital, bro. What that, that to me, bro, is so much more vital. Because execution, I mean, you never know when you're going to meet your best friends. Some of my advisors, some of my, my mentors, some of my best friends now are people I've met on social media. Exactly. You can't Camilo was here, to take it. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Camila was here for four hours and we were just yeah. talking, like eating dinner. We were working out. We just, I didn't snap any of it. You know, like I didn't care. And we had a great conversation and we had a literally a heart to heart conversation and I got to know him. I met him on social media, man. I drove him back to his Airbnb that was like 35 minutes away. And it was just a very valuable like thing, man. And like what we're doing now, like you're all the way, like you live in the UK, but like, it doesn't matter, man. That's what social media is supposed to be about. Exactly, 100%, because a lot of people just see it for the negativity that it can fucking bring across. And here's the thing, right, because I actually put it on one of my uh, IGTVs the other day, where uh, it was World Mental Health Day, right? And a lot of people assume that social media, which to an extent I agree with, that social media and the fact that everybody wants to be a certain way causes mental health or it causes you to feel like you're not worthy or there's people out there that are doing more than you and whatnot like social are too fucking soft yeah but the, here's the thing social media exacerbates it social media puts it into a specific level i understand that but it's not the social media isn't the reason why people feel depressed why why people feel like they're not good enough like that's within human beings in general like you take away social media, you take away like social pressures, you're yeah. still gonna feel like shit at some point in your yeah. life. Yeah. So yes, yes, to an extent it is there and it is it is given across a message of this perfection perfection of life. But on the flip side of things, like how many people's lives have been fucking changed, like their game has been changed by social media. And like like you say, like we would have never met. 
we would have never been sitting here now having this conversation and like this conversation to an extent could go out and it could change someone's fucking view on this whole fucking social media realm and change their fucking life for the better. So for me, like when people talk shit about social media, yeah, it's there, but there's shit everywhere. You take a fucking state, there's gonna be a part, there's gonna be a part of Houston that is full of fucking negativity and shit. There's gonna be a part of Houston that is full of affluential businessmen that are fucking going after whatever it is that they wanna go after. It's just fucking life. There's two ends of the spectrum. Like which one do you wanna be a part of? Do you wanna be part of the solution or do you wanna be part of the problem? That's yeah. what I mean, everyone, I feel like no matter what the situation is, no matter who they surround themselves with, at the end of the day, it's their fault because they put themselves in that specific situation. They have no one else to blame but themselves. They can absorb what they choose to absorb. No one holds a gun to their heads and says, you have to feel like shit. They feel like shit because they feel like shit. I think, and Andy Frisella says this perfect, right? Andy Frisella is the owner of First Form. No one deserves to love themselves. Personal achievement is directly correlated with how happy and how justified a person feels in their life. Yeah. If if you I mean, there are special circumstances where that's that may not be true, right? But if you take a person who always promotes mental health like oh love yourself love yourself like oh you deserve your love you deserve to be happy but then they've never achieved anything themselves i guarantee that once they shut off that monitor they shut off instagram they're they're in their fucking corner just yeah. so, like sulking and weeping and shit and just be like damn i'm not worthy either yeah they're those exact people because the people that talk about that type of stuff not to be they are that person mm. you know what i'm saying okay. and like if you take for instance like someone who has achieved like exponential success, right? In an extended period of time, they're gonna feel extremely like happy about themselves and be like, damn, I, I, I built that. Yep. You know, like, yes, you have a lot of people who are like, you know, super successful people and they commit suicide, whatever, because there's, there's a lot of you know, underlying factors that we don't know about. But in terms of like seeing what they built from, from the ground up, like, Warren Buffett, Jack Ma, uh, like who's the guy who started Facebook? I forgot his name. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Like all those people, man, like they are like, I created that. You know, like Jack Ma created freaking Alibaba, AliExpress, who is like now more influential than fucking eBay. You know, like, dude, like what? Millions of people use your platform to build their businesses. Yep. How amazing is that? You know, like millions of people are making millions of dollars from the platform you created, like Alibaba and AliExpress. Like, what? <laughs> he, like, how can you not feel, even someone on a small scale like us who, let's just say someone started, dude, I just got a Shopify order, right? Like, while we've been talking, I got like 15 Shopify orders. That to me, bro. Is I don't even look at the dollar amount. I just look at that notification that comes in. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. What I created, people are happy about. People love it, and they love it by showing their support by buying the brand and continuing to come back and back and back and back. To me, it's not about the dollar figure. It's about that feeling, bro. Like, there's a reason why I created the jewelry box so people have the best buying experience. Like, so many different things that I hold valuable that I'm just like, damn, I built that, man. And I, I, I didn't have to 
suck up to anybody. I didn't have to ask them to post about me or anything like that. I did that and I built that shit. And people reached out to me to work with me because they truly believe in the vision of my brand. And that to me is speaks volumes. Okay. And then I can in turn use my brand and, and promote my brand all the time. And then you have people who follow my personal page who know I own the brand and see it as like, damn, if he can do it, I can do it. And that's why I do what I do. Boom. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Because no right. one's fucking special. No one's fucking special. Exactly. No one deserves to be a multimillionaire. You don't deserve to be shit. You got to earn it. Exactly. You got to earn it, bro. And into that. so many people are just so complacent. Like, I deserve oh. I I got double D's. I I got a nice face. I got a I got a fat ass. Like I deserve to be famous. No, you don't. You don't. You don't deserve to be anything. You don't like. You don't. You don't deserve to be anything. So 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 what's the what's the next step for you? Where do you? Uh, so I guess I'm gonna try and try and wrap this up a little bit. Otherwise, we'll be ending up talking for fucking four this hours. It's amazing I, though. I, I, continue, I could continue talking for four hours. Yeah. And uh, um, I guess what I kind of want to get from you maybe to give me one tip for anybody that wants to uh, become a better social media, I'm not going to say influencer, but to increase their presence on social media. One tip on that. One tip on what you would suggest for people to do if they want to better their physique. And then one tip uh, for people who want to progress their business or uh, scale their business to a certain level as well. Okay, what was the first question again? Well, the first question is, if anybody out there that's wanting to start social media who has a message they want to put out, yeah. they're worried, what would be the one tip that you would give, give them? Okay, so for social media now, it's, it's all about like everyone is copying the blueprint of the next person or the biggest person, right? They always say, the biggest people always say, the reason why I got the way I got is because of a niche, a specific niche in how you're kind of like putting out your content mm -hmm. or why people should follow you. People follow me because I'm the Asian in the industry. Like I got that, you know, I got that. And I am known for my recipes. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my term always hungry, I'm known for that. A lot of people use it now but I'm known for the term always hungry and always hungry applies to everyday life, not just food, but everything in life. Um, and we're, we are part of a, a group that exponentially changed the industry as a whole. So that was, you know, kind of like, that's our special niche. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like there's, there was like two niches that I fell in. Um, so if you're, if you're starting out right now, you have to, find out like what makes you special. Why do people want to follow you? You don't have to be the best looking. You don't have to have the best physique. And that's the great thing about social media, but you, you have to be passionate about what you do. That's it, you know, in that niche. Uh, so what was the second one? Uh, the second was about your actual physical appearance for someone out there who would inspire to look a specific way or look at you and follow you because of your, your journey in the fitness industry. Um, or maybe even to an extent, someone who wants to maybe stand on stage and compete one day. Like, what would your what would your advice hire, to these people? Hire, hire a coach. Okay. Delegation. Uh, just like in business, you got to delegate everything. You can't do you can't do everything in anything. 
Yeah. Um, so in terms of fitness, even though it is your own physique, you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And the quicker that you realize that you don't know everything, the better off you're going to be. So there's this term, um, the less you know, the more you think you know. And the more you know, the, the more you realize how little you know. That term is true in every single space, no matter what it is. So my, my thing is uh, hire a coach, right? But not hire your favorite influencer. Hire someone who's truly embedded in the industry and doesn't have a bad reputation by any means. So you look at their nutritional background, like what makes them accredited? Or are they just like prepping, you know, roided up dudes and just giving them like cookie cutter meal plans and doing the same for like people who aren't, you know, on juice, you know? You got to look at their track history and like how they achieved it. So talk to the clients that they that specific coaches worked with, um, you know, because in the fitness space, it's not all about being a walking billboard because just because someone looks great doesn't mean they can make someone else look great. And just because they look shitty doesn't mean they can't help you. You know what I'm saying? So that number one thing into how you can achieve your gene physique, it always talks, starts on the basis of education. You got to be educated in the right manner. Invest in yourself, man. It's, it's, it's your physique, right? And it's your health at the end of the day. And on top of that, what I tell people is when you hire a, a very, very educated and passionate coach, you're not only being able to utilize that tactic and whatever for the rest of your life on yourself, but also translate it and help motivate those around you, like your family yep. and your friends who aren't self-aware of nutrition and fitness they can be more self-conscious they don't have to go work out and train to be a bodybuilder but they can be very self-conscious as like going out to to eat and watching their diet and not just ordering a salad because they feel like that would help them lose weight where the salad has two thousand calories and the burger has like a thousand yeah you know what i'm saying so like you kind of build self-awareness in that sense you know education is the starting point um the last thing is uh business you said Mm -hmm. Yeah, someone uh, maybe potentially has a business idea or they're worried about uh, going after a business idea or they don't know really where to start. Yeah, what would the advice be that you'd give to them? Just do it. <laughs> everything, <laughs> yeah, everything is not a loss. Doing man. everything though, you just fucking, just go balls deep. Just like Nike, fun. like Nike, bro, just do it. <laughs> you know, like there's, there's no such thing as a, as a mistake. Everything in life that I've learned is a learning. Everything happens for a specific reason and everything was destined to happen at that time for that particular reason. So that in the future, whether you've taken it as a learning lesson or you've taken it and defeated yourself with it, you're going to be at some point in your life. Like the most prosperous people in life did not take no for an answer ever, bro. Fuck no. Like, and I've learned truly to never take no for an answer. I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, who it is or what it is, I will find a way, I will find a way. If at that moment it doesn't work out, I will find a way that in the future, if that influencer didn't work with me at that specific time, in the next year, I will find a way for that influencer to feel sorry and have to come back and say like, damn. That's I- one of the things that I, it's crazy hearing you talk this shit because it's one of the things that I put across to so many people is, absolutely do, do what you can. Like if if you want to be an influencer reach out to certain to certain uh if you want to if you want to be a coach or if you want whatever it is that you want to want reach out to certain people ask them for help ask them for advice like put yourself in these areas try and get as much information from people as possible 
But if these people turn around to you and basically either don't even acknowledge you or turn around to you and say, no, sorry, you're not the right person for me, that's not a negative. Take that as a fucking positive. Because if I reach out to someone and I ask for them for advice in a, in a certain level of whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve, if they then turn around and say, oh, no, sorry, like you're not good enough for us or we, we, you're not the sort of person we're looking for, I'm going yeah. to secretly, I'll be polite. I'll say, okay, thank you very much. But inside, I'll be like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. Watch me fucking do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where you're going to fucking wish that you fucking said yes to me. Yeah. You wish that you gave me that piece of advice. Because that, 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 that shit fires me up. I want people to tell me that. Yeah, yeah. For sure, negative fucking comments on my posts so I can fucking prove them wrong. That's the smartest... The smartest person in the room is the dumbest person. The dumbest person in the room is the smartest person. Facts, <laughs> bro. Like, I was so true, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Because the smartest person never stops to ask questions. Yeah. Never stops asking questions. Exactly. And never be, never think you know it all. Never right. assume that you've right. reached a certain Ooh. point because, like, like we said before, it could all be taken away. What happens if, what, if, what happens if for some reason, like touch wood the fucking government say okay we're, we're just gonna start fucking taxing the internet what well, the internet is everyone's gonna have to pay for the fucking internet yeah how well, many yeah the the net neutrality act right yeah but how many the net neutrality i think it was supposed to go in effect but i think it's i don't know i haven't i haven't touched up on that recently but apparently since trump was in presidency the net neutrality act was supposed to go in effect where everyone would have to pay for the internet but they kind of do anyway you like you put you pay for like your fucking broadband or whatever it is what do you guys call it in the states is it, is it broadband yeah it's like internet broadband wi-fi like, shit like server, right so in a sense you do pay for it but. yeah the government's spying us right now bro that's another podcast conspiracy theory <laughs> is that all i've been oh, fucking oh mate that would be a long one that'd be about six hours really long. man that's all i've been like looking up like conspiracy so if you watch uh, you must watch joe rogan right yeah i love alex jones oh dude like, like honestly <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the meme to the joe rogan podcast with alex alex jones yeah bro it's hilarious he's oh, like yes. i love I, like there's so many truths to what he says but then there's also like a lot of fallacies but then it's also like can people can the general public really handle all of that information probably not they're stupid people are dumb like they're <laughs> i like to to be honest bro like i was like like second guessing everything and my wife was like are you the one are you one of those people now who says the world will end by 2025 <laughs> she was she was saying shit like that's just chopping on me i'm like dude it's just cool to be like if you're if you're wise enough if you're like mature enough to handle the information it's good to be self-aware yeah of course because like immunizations, bro, I have not touched, I mean, we're getting off topic now, but I haven't even gotten immunizations for like the past 15 years right. because of those beliefs. Yeah. You know? But yeah, just, just yeah. They, like the government's spying on me right now, bro. Listen to my conversation. <laughs> but right, yeah. What's, what's next for you, dude? What's, what's your next venture? What's the next big thing that you've got your mind or your eyes set on? Yeah, so uh, I have a couple of secret investments that I, I, I will not talk about yet until they, they're um, truly out there and then I'll kind of announce it. Mm -hmm. But those are really going to be the investments that are really going to set me up for the rest of my life that I'm extremely excited about. Um, one of my uh, 
uh, obviously Zephyr, I really want to grow it to um, by, by the age of 35, which is in seven years for me, I want to have, you know, Zephyr to be a net worth of 50 million um, or at least achieve uh, a revenue of 50 million, which will put it at 200 million. But I think that's very achievable. Um, but it, besides the dollar amount, I, I really want people to be inspired by a brand um, like that, because to be honest, like you said, we always talk about niches. There's not a brand like us in the entire world right now, like Zephyr Collection of premium apparel and premium jewelry in the same brand. No brand. Can you tell like no brand that you can find in the entire world that does both. Yeah. Um, so th that's what I'm really, really focusing on. And it's been working amazing. Uh, two over three now is by the age of 30, I no longer want to do any fitness coaching. Okay. Uh, I, I really just, as much as I love the industry and everything, I really just want to post and give free valued information uh, as a whole to all of my followers in the future. Of course, I'll always be passionate about fitness. Like I absolutely love working out and training. I love training, man. Um, and I'll never move away from that. But I feel like just as a whole, like as my fitness coach, I, as fitness coaching, I feel like my time has come to move out of the industry in that space. Um, I've done, I feel like I've done a lot, but now in my opinion, yes, it is our right and duty to separate the individuals from the passionate and the money monglers, but the industry is so jaded by just instant gratification of becoming a, um, if you don't know what to do, just become a fitness coach or a life coach or whatever you may have you, um, that I just don't want to be a part of it anymore. Um, and I don't want to be categorized in the same realm of that, even though I know my position and a lot of people do know my position as well. I think just as a whole, I am kind of over it. Um, I bro, love changing people's lives with nutrition, but I, I just, want to move to a point where I will be financially stable in all assets and focus on my family, my kids, my businesses, and my future, you know, and, and then the present relationships of friendships that I have, I'll, I'll be able to travel the world and like, you know, travel to UK and hang out with you and, and, and just talk shit and, um, and just have a growing business and not have to worry about, oh, you know, it's a chore now to do my client check-ins. And I'm, I'm the kind of person people have asked me, why don't you just hire coaches? I don't, I don't do that because I don't want to build my business model. I've talked shit about that business model for years, because if you're advertising fitness coaching on your platform, it better be you doing it. Yeah. And I have every right to be upset at that industry that that is what the industry has come down to. Because at the end of the day, yes, fitness coaching is a business and yes, you want to be you know, you have people under you that you oversee or whatever the case may be, but no one's going to be as good as you or no one's going to be as passionate as you. Well, if you're, if you're, if you, if you own a coaching business, people will find you because of you, your message. Absolutely. Your message yep. is so individual to you. So like, I understand that people have people who work for them or people who do certain things or certain aspects of that coaching business. But where I think, where I think that what I don't agree with is when people do that and but yet still portray it that it's them that do that for so, sure bro and i know a lot of people of course. like that. Of course. a lot of people who are ghost emailing yeah. or ghost coaching you know let's call it like that yeah 
I mean, yeah. to, an, to an extent, you, you, you have to do certain things to be able to scale your business up. But the minute that you start being dishonest with the people that have fucking bought into you as, as an individual is the minute that you fucking lost yourself, in my opinion, anyway. Yep. But, dude, it's been, a fucking, it's been an awesome fucking conversation. Absolutely, dude. Like, for those, for those people who, who don't, if they don't follow you already, where, where can these guys find you? What's your Instagram handle? What's your, uh, what's your YouTube? Uh, just Hong Fit, H-O-A-N-G-F-I-T. That's it. Bro, awesome. Yeah. What are your plans for today, most of the day? Um, I am going to go, I'm about to go to the gym, um, and I'm going to go play some golf with my little brother. Make some time for him. Well, yes. listen, it's been a pleasure, bro. And this Dude, is fucking dope. Great. Yeah, hell yeah, Michael. I'm definitely going to uh, try and get you back on again and because the conversation. That's a different subject. That's <laughs> some funny shit, you know? Like, um, <laughs> Conversations like this is kind of what gives me the fucking drive to move forward and surrounding myself with people like you. And I've spoken about it before. Like, guys, guys like you, guys like other people that I surround myself with, there's one thing to talk about doing shit, but there's another thing to actually say you're going to do shit and then fucking execute that shit. So that's the reason why I like spending time with people like you um, and just I fucking soak that shit up like a sponge, bro. So yeah, bro. if you can take anything from this, just take the inspiration, uh, take, take the knowing that uh, guys like you fucking inspire the fuck out of me to become same a better person. Same, so. same here. What you're doing is awesome. And um, I know you, you're going to continue to blow up, man, which is dope, you know, because passion speaks louder. But this is the thing, I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> this is the thing, I do not give a fuck. And I that's what's gonna get that's what's gonna propel you because you don't give a fuck. Well, hopefully, because then I can maybe potentially give this message out to as many people as possible. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't fucking happen. Like, you know what? It's crazy. It it applies to that it applies to that one concept that when you're looking for something, you never find it. And when you don't look for it, it appears. Bro, I had a box of money that I was looking for for a period of three weeks. I turned my house upside down. Dude, in how, my how was your house? house. <laughs> yeah, in my new house. I turned my house upside down and my old house. I went back to my old house. And you know what, bro? I cooked. I was like, I just gave up. And I cooked rice like uh, in the rice cooker for the first time earlier this week. And guess what was in there? You fucking money. <laughs> in a fucking rice cooker. <laughs> 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 So that concept of when you don't look for something, it'll it'll find you is yeah. the perfect concept. And what you're doing, bro, is absolutely dope. I love what you're doing, man. Um, and uh, keep it keep it going, bro, because it's fucking dope. I can't wait to see. We'll, we'll I can't wait to hear everything. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. Appreciate, man. We'll definitely we'll definitely catch up and speak again. Michelle, I appreciate you, man. Have a great day, Michael. Cheers, man. Catch you later, bro. Peace. <laughs>